Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah, and our review is going to be Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Uh, Sarah, how's it going? Good. It's the first time watch for me, and like I never even heard of this. But I heard of it, but I thought it was something different than what we actually watched. But this is a really fun time, especially for you know Halloween time. This is it's not one of those dreadfully scary things. It's far more funny and just kind of pokes fun at horror movies, and it's great. Yeah, I uh, heard about the movie too. You know, when it when it came out, it hit the the festival circuit. And it was shelved, though, as well. Like, it, it made all this noise in the festival circuit back in 2010. And, you know, people thought, you know, that it was going to translate into a good box office run. And it really didn't. But, um, you know, it, it's a movie that I heard about and then I forgot about. <laughs> and then yeah. when it popped up on Netflix, I was like, oh, yeah, that movie I heard about years ago. And I, I watched it and I was just stunned. I thought, wow, this is really a really good movie. It's funny. It it's just got, it's got a. I don't know. It, it we'll get into it, but it's it it subverts some of the horror cliches that you see in a lot of the older, well, even today's horror movies, to be honest with you. But you know, the general setup for a lot of movies like this, like Deliverance, uh, maybe the most quintessential when it comes to like you know people wandering into West Virginia you know, you know, hillbilly territory and they're going to get killed, <laughs> raped and murdered. Um, yep. So anyway, uh, before we get into that, we're just going to do a rundown here of the info for the movie. So Tucker and Dale versus Evil was released officially in the U.S. on September 30th, 2011, although it did premiere at festivals and stuff in 2010. 
it was written by Eli Craig and Morgan Jurgensen and directed by Eli Craig. It has a runtime of an hour and 29 minutes, a budget of $5 million, and a box office of $4.7 million. It stars Alan Tudyk, Tyler Labine, and Katrina Bowden. And in terms of the box office run, it's very low, but it was a very limited run. Okay, it, it was pretty much in and out of the theaters in the blink of an eye, uh, which often happens with these low budget movies that uh, they, they can't really get it out to a lot of theaters because it costs them money to get it out as well. So uh, it has a very quick run. But you know what? It's popular. It's um, it's it's made a profit already. Uh, for, yeah, it probably, yeah, it probably made a lot of its money after you know it came out in theaters from people just you know word of mouth and whatnot and oh, dvd sales blu-ray you know exactly. netflix i'm sure netflix paid you know to have it on on them their uh streaming service so anyway uh let's do our one sentence review or actually we'll do our plot synopsis and then we'll do our one sentence review so the plot for this is after purchasing their summer home which is a dilapidated cabin in the woods <laughs> Tucker and Dale accidentally find themselves mistaken for killer hillbillies by some partying college students who think they've kidnapped their friend. A comedy of errors and misunderstanding ensues. To put it lightly. Yeah, to put it lightly. If I should have also put in, in lots of blood and gore. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's get our one sentence review out of the way. Mine is Tucker and Dale versus evil is the perfect combination of gory and sweet all in a hilariously subversive package. It's <laughs> very true. I wrote, it's a pretty original and fun twist on a classic, you know, based horror story with great humor and an eccentric cast. Yep. That's good. All <laughs> right. Um, okay. So this movie uh, is hilarious for a number of reasons. So beyond this, and we're just kind of throw out the spoiler warning here. I probably should do this a lot more often, but you know, in case you haven't seen this, spoiler warning because we're really going to get into you know the weeds here with the movie and going <laughs> to spoil a lot of the good stuff. All right, so the the setup to this movie is fantastic, and the way it opens, it kind of plays right into the genre cliches that I was alluding to earlier. So it has you know. Uh, a shot of the road, and then we see these partying college students. They're they're going up to you know, this um, remote area to kind of party, basically. Just go out there, party for the weekend, uh, drink, uh, get stoned, and more or less just be twenty year olds. Yep. And um, as as they're driving along, they get they get passed by this truck, and it's this two guys. <laughs> one in the passenger side. I mean, they, they just look like guys you don't want to mess with. They look like the kind of guys who will murder and rape you and kill you. Yeah, and exactly. And it's it's hilarious. Like the, it, it, the second they talk, like, you would never think that. But when they have their, like, you know, dead neutral phase, it, they just <laughs> look like killers. Right. So uh, the college students catch up to these guys at a uh, convenience store. It's like the last – has even has a, a sign that says, you know, last stop for gas, that kind of thing, which always in horror movies is a bad sign because inevitably you're going to run out of gas, you know, somewhere along the line. And, this is um, where the killers start following you. And- right, right. So, you know, they go – they encounter them 
in several different ways in this convenience store. And each encounter just makes them look more and more creepy. So when they walk in, um, you know, one of them turns and looks at them. And it's just like, you know, like, like you said, like the stone face. Mm-hmm. It just, you're thinking, man, I don't want anything to do with that. And then... They set it up in a way, too, that, like, I actually felt... Like, the girls felt like if I was looking at them, too, in this community store, I would feel the exact same way. Like, I don't want anything to do with these people. And, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, there's such a stereotype that everyone kind of feels like if someone's, like, different or just has that look about them, you avoid them. and mm-hmm. Can't be helped sometimes. Well, um, you have the uh, Allison, who's played by Katrina Bowden. So she grabs something off of the i can't remember what she grabbed off of the shelf but when she did you could see dale's face in that spot right and he just like got spooked and she got spooked and they're like we're out of here and then they go outside and that's when you get the information the information that you need as an audience because that's when you find out that these two guys are not creepy weird um stalkerish gonna kill you kind of guys they are Really, really nice. Um, Salt they, of the earth kind of folks. Right. They're very nice. I mean, uh, Tucker, who's played by Alan Tudyk, you know, he actually went to college too, by the way. He's college educated. And uh, Dale is this, you know, just sweet, good natured guy. He just has no confidence in himself. And especially when it comes around, uh, comes to women, he has zero confidence. So, one of my favorite parts in this entire movie is when. In this scene, Tucker tells Dale that he needs to be more confident and that she's just a girl. And all he has to do is go over and talk to her. And in his hand, he has a, a scythe. It's just like, why Why pick up the scythe? Why take it over? Why? You're asking questions that have no answers that mean anything. <laughs> and, 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 and Tucker tells him, he says, you know, just... Um, just, you know, just laugh. Just, you know, laugh. Be yourself. You know, just <laughs> when they say something, just laugh. And he does that. He walks over and tries to make conversation. It's a really pathetic attempt, by the way. But he tries. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> He's holding this scythe. And I got to admit, it's if like, I was... ha, 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 I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it, it does. The way it's presented, I would probably think this guy's going to start swinging this thing and starting impaling us. And... Yeah. It it's just it's a hilarious scene the way it plays out. So uh, then we get up to the cabin. Uh, Tucker has purchased this cabin. It's supposed to be their their kind of summer cottage. They come up here throughout the summer, you know, fish, drink beer, hang out, you know, that kind of thing. But it is dilapidated. It looks like they bought it from an auction site unseen because they've never been up here by the way. Yeah, probably like Craigslist or right, something. Right, Craigslist or, or something. And uh, yeah, the inside looks bad. There are clippings of, of people being killed, murders that have happened around the area. Not particularly good, but it just it just completely goes over their head. Like, And it's all like booby-trapped and stuff. Like there's, yeah. You push over one board and you're going to get like nailed in the head. Right. Like, there's a post and if you lean on it, it falls to the ground and this... You know, the, the part holding it up normally would come down. It would impale you. Uh, but the clippings on the wall, they miss all that. But they do they do see the buy three, get two free for, like, the chili dogs, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is, is fantastic. 
Uh, but anyway, they get up there and they start, you know, doing the legwork. They start trying to clear this place out, start uh, doing what they need to do to get this in shape. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the college kids kind of set up across the lake. They don't even know they're nearby or near each other. But they decide to go skinny dipping. Of course, as and, you do. Right. And uh, Allison... The, uh, by the way, Dale and Tucker, they're out on the water fishing, and it's by this point, it's night. Allison ends up getting spooked. He sees them. They see her. She screams, falls, and hits her head. So they save her. They pull her out of the water. But as they're doing so, one of Allison's friends sees you know, them pulling her into the boat and thinks that... You know, she's so been kidnapped. Her. And they even yell, hey, we've got your friend, which, <laughs> you know. Use a little better context. Like, like, like hey, we helped your friend. Right. You know, she hit her head. But see, these are the things that really make it funny because, you know, it's just a, it's a comedy of misunderstandings, a comedy of yeah. errors in this, in this whole movie. It's like the worst possible things that could happen to make you think something bad is happening to your friend is happening because nobody's taking a moment to stop and explain anything. Yep. And so then of course the leader of their, their group, Chad, who's oh, just psychopath. a little off by the way, um, he decides, you know, we're going to get her back. And then we go and uh, the next day, Allison's spooked. She's freaked out. She doesn't know where she's at, why she's there. And like her friends, like everybody else, Initially, she's afraid. You know, she thinks that these guys are going to kill me. I don't know about them. They might try to rape me. Um, and then she learns pretty quickly that they're just harmless. And Dale loves board games. He's a trivial pursuit, although they can't call it trivial pursuit due to the fact they didn't have the rights to that. <laughs> they called it tr- Triva Up or something like that. I, I don't know. Like that. Um, and yeah, so he's actually smarter than he appears to be. Um, he retains odd knowledge. Yeah, he basically has a, a steel trap for a mind. And um, what escalates, or what happens in this movie, is there's an escalation of death, basically. Uh, the college kids decide to, you know, go and get Allison back, and one by one they get killed by their own stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the first guy who tries to go up. Um, uh, Tucker is uh, sawing some wood with a chainsaw and goes right into a beehive. And so he starts getting stung. So he's waving around with the chainsaw. And running. And the guy and... immediately freaks out. <laughs> right. So he's running. The college kids all scramble and run. And then the one college kid who's running parallel to Tucker ends up impaling himself on a sharp you know, wooden piece of wood just from like a fallen tree or something. He wasn't looking. And as he's dying, a bee lands on his nose and there's this <laughs> look like, oh, that's why he was running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right before death. And um, so then afterwards, uh, what, <laughs> uh, Tucker's out there and a kid runs and dives at him and right into a wood chipper because he's got a wood chipper and he's throwing, you know, logs and sticks and all this other stuff in there. And the guy just dives into the wood chipper, missing him completely. And all of a sudden Tucker like flips around and he's like, there's this 
legs sticking out of the wood chipper and there's blood spraying out and he's trying to, you know, hold on to the legs to pull them out and it <laughs> and he's like, then they go in and they're like, I, I love it. It's like they think that there's a suicide pact. So you have you have Which the, is such a rich kid thing to do, which is kind of why they would probably think that. Well, yeah, these kids are just diving and you know <laughs> so one dives at Tucker and goes into the wood chipper, another kid ends up running at and because uh at this point Allison and Dale are out digging a hole. It's a shitter hole, was yep, what they call crap it. Hole. But the the kids <laughs> think that they're making her dig her own grave. Yeah, of course. Which is great. Which is great. I mean, I was like, okay, fine. So the kid runs with this this giant, you know, um, spear made out of wood. He just took like a knife to it to make a sharp tip, and he ends up tripping and impaling himself on the spear right on top of Dale, who has to watch this kid slide down the the pole <laughs> and blood Pretty going great. everywhere. So this is when he gets back inside. They're both covered in blood, and that's when they come up with the theory that. They are, you know, trying to off themselves. They have a suicide pact. Meanwhile, of course, the college kids all think that these are a bunch of just hillbilly crazy uh, murderers because there was a, a 20 years earlier in the same area, there were a bunch of college students who were just mass, you know, mass murdered by, you know, a group of, you know, hillbilly killers, cannibals. Yeah. Which are the ones I think that pretty much owned that same cabin. Right. I mean, that's where they, they lived, is my guess. Because that they was had definitely this, their murder shack. Yeah, because they had all those clips up and, you know, keeping track of all the, the news. So um, so these kids are, are probably thinking, okay, this is just this all over again. And so, again, this is just two, two groups of people who don't understand what's really going on. And meanwhile, Chad is just getting crazier and crazier. I mean, he's getting... <laughs> He's going, he's like, his inner psychopath is coming out. Witching, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, ultimately this leads to uh, Tucker getting captured, getting two of his fingers chopped off by <laughs> uh, by Chad. Um, Allison, who is, is a psych major and she's going for therapy, like to be like a therapist, I think. She tries to sit everyone down to talk about their problems and kind of hash this all out. That doesn't work. More people die because one guy gets set on fire and the one like like stupid like bimbo blonde grabs gasoline and dumps it on him, which just he's dead. So it says the whole She's the best. Right. She just and then so she dies, he dies, and the the cabin is is pretty much gone. Um poor cabin, you know. Hardly knew yeah. you. Uh, but at the end of the day, this all leads to a showdown between Dale and Chad. Chad has taken Allison. He's captured her. And his half of his face is burnt off. He looks like Two-Face from The Dark Knight. Very much. And uh, there's, yeah, there's this showdown. And then at the end of the movie, we find that uh, Chad, because Chad's mother and father were both killed at least that's what he was told well um, technically well, not his father right his father was well okay right so his his mom's boyfriend was killed his mom it turned out was raped 
Yeah, because that's all, how he was conceived. That was how he was conceived, and therefore so he he's is part hillbilly because apparently that's genetic. <laughs> right, he's part <laughs> hillbilly, <laughs> and uh, and then he also has an allergy to chamomile uh, tea. Um, anyway, so that that leads him ultimately to uh, you know, he ends up falling off of like the top of a building, like out these doors, and out of a barn onto the ground, and then. He ends up disappearing a la Michael Myers from, you know, the original Halloween. Yeah. So he's out there somewhere still alive, basically, is what it comes down to. And uh, Dale, although he never really asks Allison out, she basically asks him out. And they manage to go out on a date together. Yeah. They go bowling. And go bowling. Because apparently she's an awesome bowler. And, uh, yeah, that, that pretty much is the movie. So, Sarah... What were your thoughts on this movie? It was, it was a really good time. It was really fun watch, and it's a really great concept and just a nice twist on like a horror story. And these two guys, they just they make the movie. It, oh, they're yeah. so yeah. funny. Their rapport is fantastic together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like their friendship is just like beyond the roof, like adorable. <laughs> it is right. And it just like, makes you like root for them in the beginning, even. <laughs> yeah, because Tucker is always trying to like boost Dale's confidence because he has no confidence in himself, and he, he doesn't stick up for himself. You know, he doesn't fight for the things that he wants, and so it's like you get this sense that Tucker is is there's just this mild, constant mild frustration in their relationship, but it's because you know he knows that Dale is capable of so much more and worth so much. Like one of the things that I liked is that I never got the sense that Tucker was ever um, threatened by the relationship that was, you know, kind of blooming between Dale and Allison, you know, like a common thing in the movie like this would have been for Tucker to get, you know, jealous and angry because you're still in my friend and, all that stuff. But in fact, you know, he's like egging this thing on. Like he wants to see Dale happy. And uh, I really like that aspect to it because. Yeah, they didn't go super cliche, you know, <laughs> friends turning on each other kind of thing. Right. And, you know, one of the things they I think they had to pull off was trying to convince the audience that Allison would be interested in someone like Dale. And when I mean someone like Dale, like Dale is, he's got a big beard. He's got, you know, a trucker hat. He's, you know, dressed like, you know, somebody that, uh, doesn't visit the city very often. Yeah. Um, it's probably not, probably not college educated. Um, it doesn't have like, you know, high paying job or anything like that, that a woman like her would probably, you know, end up with. It's very different from somebody that, someone like that would probably you know go for right but i think the way they did this is that they made allison from the beginning seem to be like a pretty normal person you know very down to earth humanized very uh she's yeah she's not stuck up or anything she's very down to earth even though chad's like early on was in the movie he was like cornered her before they went skinny dipping was trying to like mac on her pretty much and was like you can end the charade or whatever right now like you know, I know you think you're better than everyone else. Like, and you're right. We're both better. You know, all this just... Ugh. Apparently, rapiness is genetic, too. <laughs> apparently. Uh, apparently. And, um, 
you know, so she's presented in a way which makes her uh, seem like a pretty normal down-to-earth person. And another thing is that, and I think this was an important detail, was she's a farm girl. Yeah. She grew up on a farm. She's used to hard labor. Um, she's like digging a ditch or whatever. She even says like, hey, my family, like you do what's necessary, basically. You you help out. You don't just sit on your yeah. ass, pretty much. It's not like the other girl who shows up into the woods with four-inch heels on. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's great. I mean, it really helps out because it helps sell the fact that she would be comfortable in a relationship with somebody like Dale where, you know, they're going to be doing stuff like this on a regular basis like that. It doesn't seem to bother her. Um, So working with her hands, working with her hands. Um, Yeah. So the relationship between them, I think they managed to pull that off pretty well. The relationship between Dale and uh, Tucker obviously is, is the real highlight of the movie. Mm -hmm. And um, the comedy and the humor are just, fantastic you know the whole point of this movie at least to a certain extent is you take the general idea of students or college students in the woods in you know what they would call redneck country where they would get you know a group of hillbillies like the ones that happened 20 years earlier in this movie would show up murder the kids and that would be your horror movie like, that's a basic setup for a horror movie. We've seen that played out so many times. Uh, wrong Turn, the Wrong Turn movies, Deliverance. I mean, there are so many movies with this basic setup. Um, it, it's a cliche. It's a cliched storyline for a reason. So yeah. the whole idea of this is to flip the dynamics. All right. So now, instead of it being the hillbillies are after the college students, it's now the college students are after the hillbillies. The hillbillies are the good guys. You know, they're your normal guys, not doing anything to harm anybody but it's the college students that are the ones that are the aggressors all right and i think that is what makes the movie at least partially funny now the the, the gags the humor the way the kids die i mean look it's gory right so if you have an aversion to gore don't watch this movie and why are you watching horror movies if you don't like gore um but that's part of what makes it funny is these kids are dying and in the you know, Tucker and Dale, they're not doing any of this. They're not, they don't want to kill anybody. They don't hurt anybody. Uh, it's just, they're dying all around them. All the things that happen, all the reasons that these kids are dying has nothing to do with them specifically. You know, it's 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 just, they're so inept. It's an accident. Right. They're so inept at at killing (laughs) the college students that they actually kill themselves. It's, it's that bad. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah. So that I think is, uh, you know the the general idea for this movie, and I think it really does work. It manages to be an effectively gory movie that's also hilarious, but it has heart. Yeah. And I think that's the other aspect of this movie that stands out. It has heart, and that is the relationship between Dale and Tucker, um, and and we see how much they care about each other. So I think yeah, that that is important. They have like this passion towards this like summer home being their like getaway, and you know they're just their relationship and their like love for you know just wanting a place to hang out and get to do whatever. I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, it to is. Have a best friend you're that close to. Right. I mean they've been friends since they were little kids. Uh, they it looks like they go everywhere together. You know. Um, 
So I think that that's kind of the heart of the movie. And yeah, you know, like all the things that Tucker goes through in this movie, gee whiz, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he gets stung yeah. by bees, many, many, many bees, um, in which Dale has to pull the stingers out because his face is all swelled up with all the bee stings. He gets his fingers chopped off. That's never a fun time. But he does get, well, one back and then a random other one. <laughs> right, right. They sew like a woman's finger on his hand, which... Yep. <laughs> but I'm he's assuming so... it has to be the, the oh, one girl. It, the girl, right. The one girl that, that got blown up in the cabin and stuff. Yep. Because um, he, he's so drugged up, though. He's like, this looks kind of weird. <laughs> Dale's like, looks fine. Looks Yeah, looks fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's it's just a uh, it's well done. The humor yeah. is the humor is spot on. Uh, the 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 actors do a great job, especially when it comes to I, I you know, and we'll get to the acting and the grades and stuff here shortly. But you know, Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk are just phenomenal in this movie. I mean, they they make it work. They're really good actors, and they are entirely believable in this movie. I think Katrina Bowden does a good job here. I, I think she does exactly what she's needed uh, to do. And I think Chad uh, does a, a really good job as well. I think he manages to be convincing as this kind of just this college student who's a budding psychopath and, and probably <laughs> douchey psychopath. Yeah, you're right. A douchey psychopath. I like when he's like, they're over by uh, when they first set up camp and. They're past. They're yeah. They're 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 smoking weed, and he 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 takes a drag, and then he pulls his inhaler out. <laughs> he pulls right, out his yeah. inhaler, and it's just like, <laughs> oh god, you are such a douche. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, so uh, then you know, the other people do do fine, but the problem is, um, there really isn't a lot there for these other characters. Really, I mean, it's an hour. It's an hour and twenty nine minutes for this movie, and so a lot of the other characters just don't have much, if any, depth to them. I mean, they're basically red shirts. Um, if you're a Star Trek fan, you would know what a red shirt oh. is. Uh, uh, if they're red shirts, they means they die, and that's basically what they are. They're all red shirts. They aren't supposed to be around for very long. They're basically just gonna be killed in some crazy way. So there isn't a lot of depth to them. I think the actors do fine for for what's required of them. Um, but the movie really rests specifically on Labine and Tudyk. And I think Bowden and Moss definitely uh, help out in terms Absolutely. of just the, the acting and, and carrying the weight of the movie. So, um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't... I'm trying to think what else to, to even talk about here. I, I just feel like look, it's not a it's not a difficult movie. There isn't a labyrinthian plot to unpack. Um, it's just it's just hilarious. The gags, the sight gags, the way the kids die. Um, I think it all works, and it all works in a combination of just good natured humor, uh, kind of slap almost slap sticky kind of. Uh, gory humor um you know, like i said there's just a lot of subversive or subversion of like the the genre tropes and the cliches that we see i think that's part yeah. of the appeal and i just think the movie itself 
is just great. It's just it's a fun time. Look, you're gonna sit for an hour and a half. You're gonna laugh, and you're gonna go, you know, when the kids kill themselves or one <laughs> one kid gets a uh, gets a fan to her face and then chews off half oh, her God, face. Yeah. Um, Forgot about that. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly, right? Um, yeah, so they all die in incredibly. One kid shoots himself in the head with the sheriff's pistol. Um, because he's, he's an idiot. Um, yeah. you know. Anyway, it, it's just it's a it's a fun movie. It's it's a really good movie. It's probably one of the best horror comedies, probably of all time. I would maybe I wouldn't put it quite up there with Shaun of the Dead, but it's not that far off. It's up in yeah. this, it's up around the same league in my mind as Shaun of the Dead. Maybe Shaun of the Dead is a more complete movie across the board. It has more meat when it comes to, you know, because this movie can only sustain about an hour and a half with the general concept that they got going on here and the plot yeah. and everything. Shaun of the Dead could give you a bit of a longer movie, and I think it's a more complete movie across the board, but this movie is still really, really good. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. For, you know, a lighthearted watch at Halloween, this is perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Let's, uh, you know, really when it comes to trivia, there isn't a whole lot for this movie, by the way. Um, I saw that they said that the movie had been shelved for over three years, but uh, it, it wasn't shelved for over three years. It was shelved for about a year overall because they shot this in 2009, mid-2009, and it, it was officially released in 2011. Um, but till the editing and everything was done, they premiered it early 2010 at the festivals. Okay. So it premiered about like, I don't know, about a year and a half later. <clears throat> so um, let's go down to the grades. We'll start out with the script. Uh, go ahead, Sarah. Why don't you give me your pros, your cons, and your grade? All right. For pros, I mean, the humor is spot on. It's fantastic. Uh, the scripting is really good, actually, mm -hmm. for, you know, like we said, the twist that they've done on the classic, you know, horror story. Um, it's smart. The jokes and the... Uh, horrible ways these kids die very original and well scripted and yeah, it's just great my only con is that it got a little cliche towards the end yep. um, with her like tied up going towards the tree saw <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> yeah that uh, was my only thing i wish they kind of like felt like it was almost like rushed and just had to like get it done at the end but yeah on the whole it's it's good. I mean, I can't really complain too much. So for the script, I gave it 79. You got Okay, 79? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, for me, I think that the, the script in terms of prose is it's, it's hilarious. It, it takes this idea and it flips it around. And I think that alone is really makes for a good script even before we get to everything else i think that the dialogue is sharp i think the jokes really land like you said the jokes the humor is spot on um and for the cons uh yeah look i'm gonna kind of agree with you there i think the back end the the last third of the movie isn't quite as strong as the first two thirds you know the yeah. last what is it the last maybe eight I don't know, half an hour or so, last 20 minutes. Uh, maybe like 20 minutes, yeah. Something like that. I think one of the other things that I had a little bit of a problem with was the resolution. It, it really happened so quickly. I mean, these two are fighting, 
And then all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, you're half hillbilly. And he's like, I can't. That's not true. It can't be true. And then he, you know, falls out of the the barn and, and that's it, you know. And yeah. it's just like, mm. I mean, it, it, they have it set up so that there could be a sequel, which I know they've been trying to get together for a while now. But it's still the, the resolution just isn't maybe as good as it probably could have been. I felt like it was just given our budget and given our limitations, this is the best we can do right now. And so it's just going to have to work that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not really what you want to do when it comes to your script, but overall it's still a pretty, pretty good script. You know, two thirds of the way, three quarters, actually probably like three quarters of the script is, is top notch. Uh, so I'm going to give it an 85. Very nice score. So, Okay. So for acting, um, I mean, stand-up performances are clearly Dale and Tucker. I mean, uh, the two actors did a great job. Their chemistry is amazing. And they're just so funny just to watch watch them talk. And it, it, they're fantastic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere that they created is fantastic. Any bad performances? Like, I can't say there's any bad performances. There's just kind of... B characters. Uh-huh. I mean, most of the college kids are just kind of there to be, like you said, red shirts. But it's not bad acting in any way. Um, yeah, so I gave the acting an eighty-five. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I think, the, like you said, the standouts are Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine. Definitely, they're the best. Um, I referenced the fact that. Um, uh, Jesse Moss and Katrina Bowden, I think they're definitely solid. Little, actually, a little better than solid, honestly, in this movie. Yeah, uh, they helped to take some of the the weight and the pressure, I think, off of uh, Tudyk and Labine to kind of carry the entire movie. And like you said, like I said earlier, the the red shirts they do what they got to do, but they're there for fodder. Um, they're just they're just dead bodies, is what they are. You know, that's yeah, it. exactly. Uh, anyway. For me, I think the acting is pretty close. Uh, I give it an 85. Yeah, perfect. Um, So let's see. Now it's on to directing. Um, I mean, I think directing is great when you can't tell, like, you're not taken out of the movie at all. So I think the directing was good. Um, Like, the shots of when, like, the kids getting, like, are impaled or jumping into the wood chipper. I mean, they're fantastic. It's a good choice in the way they're shot. Um, I mean, it's a low-budget film, but I think the directing's pretty good. I mean, all the shots are great. You can never tell that there's been a bad shot or that there's a bad choice or anything like that. Everything really works well together. So I gave 87 for directing. Okay. That's a pretty solid score there. Uh, Directing, for me, uh, you know, I think that... um, I think that he did a pretty solid job here. I wouldn't say it's a great job. I'd say it's a solid job. Uh, I think Craig is is a as a director seems to show some good instincts. I think he was helped out quite a bit by his onset cinematographer. Um, I think there are some shots that are a little dark in this movie, and it's difficult really to tell what's going on uh, in a few of them Uh, i think the lighting probably could have been a little better in some areas which probably would have helped out with those shots so that's not all necessarily his fault 
Um, but it's it's pretty good. Um, I think he has an eye for the director's chair, but it's his first feature. Not many first-time directors go out there and just knock it out of the park. So I'm going to give him an 82. Yeah, I mean, like this is a, I think this is a good stepping stone for him, too, because I think he went on to direct Zombieland after a couple years after this. And... No, that was... Um, that wasn't crazy. Him. I don't think so. That was uh, Ruben Fleischer. He's the sure. one that directed Venom. Pretty sure. No, it's Eli Craig. Is it? Huh. Weird. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Or he did a different version of it. No, I think you're right. I think I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I think I'm mixing up TV with the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, see, never mind. Don't listen to me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, you know, I can I can see why you'd think that, you know. But yeah. Um. So, what did you give it? Uh, directing. The score. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Eighty-two. Eighty-two. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So, special effects. Now, these are great because oh, they're practical effects, which I love. <laughs> the the zombie zombie land is that he did was a TV movie. TV. That's it. That's All it. right. Okay. So you're basically right. There you go. Close <laughs> on the rich. Close, close off. Uh, anyway, what's up next? Special effects. Special effects. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, And they're great because what I love is practical effects and not using any CGI, which is what this is entirely about is practical effects. There are two CGI good. effects in this movie. Is there really? The bee that lands on the guy's nose. Oh, you're CGI, right. And the fan hitting that girl's face and chewing it off. Part of it was also c- CGI as well. That's it. I could notice the B. I didn't notice the fan. So yeah, so it's, it's pretty it's good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, they're great. And I mean, the blood and the gore. I mean, I can't like you know it's fake, and of course it's just you know red corn syrup, but it looks really good. Uh, so I think they did a pretty good job. Um, I didn't really notice any bad special effects. No, but not really. No, usually they're. They've been pretty good so far, so I can't knock it any. Um, I give it a 90. Ah, we're on the same page because I gave it a 92. <laughs> yep, yep, I, I agree. Look, I think the the two shots uh, that require CGI, I think, were done well. I think the B looks good. Uh, I think it, it holds up real well. Um, I mean, it's a CGI B, but I think it was well done. I didn't think, oh, that's such a crappy-looking CGI B. I thought, oh, <laughs> that's a good-looking CGI B. The fan I didn't even know until I read about it, and uh, everything else is practical effects. It's the the red corn syrup. It's you know everything they needed to do is all in camera. That's all where all the effects are at, except for the C- two CGI shots. It's well done, and I think it deserves a ninety. It's just it's practical. They needed to go that way because they had a five million dollar budget, so they yeah, had exactly. yeah they had to spread it out. Uh, all right, let's do editing and pacing. Yes. Uh, so editing pacing, I think the first three quarters of this film are solid. I think it flows really well and you're really invested and interested. And you know, I don't notice too many oddball cutscenes or anything like that. Um, everything kind of flowed real nicely. But towards the end, like just it felt like a weird change in pace. And um, I don't know if a few shots were just kind of oddly edited or what but you know the last portion of this movie was just a little off in editing a little rushed editing wise yeah exactly yeah i agree yeah so that's why i gave it a 79 it would have been higher if it wasn't for just kind of the rush in the last 
part of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an 83. Uh, I think the, the pacing and the editing, it, it the pacing's pretty good, you know, because the movie, I mean, given the plot in, it's not the, you know, it's, it's a pretty thin plot overall. I mean, let's face it, the premise sets all the gags up and the gags follow. And, and then we kind of really rush through the material in an hour and 29 minutes. So in terms of the pacing of the story, I think it's actually pretty excellent. But yeah. the editing, I think, is where it can be a bit spotty. I think there, like you said, the back end of the movie is where the real problems are at. It's where the problems are for, I believe, the story and, and the script. And I think that also is the problem when it comes to the editing. The editing is a little odd. There are times where I just felt like they're almost like they were in a flurry to get the movie done. And when they went in the editing room, it was a little difficult at times for them to edit the last probably 20 minutes or so with anything that really felt like the same kind of energy and relative crispness that we saw in the first two thirds to three quarters of the movie. So I felt like um, it's pretty good. It's not great. Could be better. And exactly. so altogether, I think it's uh, it comes out to an 83. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then we have rewatchability. Now, for me, this is definitely rewatchable. Um, I think it's got a high rewatchability to it because it's just a fun, easygoing time. I mean, you don't have to keep your eyes glued to it to you know, keep up with the plot or anything like that. It's just a fun time, so I gave it an 85. Now, would you would you have your husband watch this movie? Yeah, I'm going to try and make him watch this movie. Okay. I mean, that, that's good. That's definitely good. Because this would be right up his alleyway. Excellent. Just kind of humor. Excellent. Uh, okay, so yours was a 90, right? Uh, 85 oh, for sorry. watchability. Sorry, 85. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? For me, I'm going to give it a 90. Um, <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I've watched this I've watched this at least once a year for the last uh, three years now. And it's a movie that I can see myself watching every year around Halloween for the foreseeable future you know eons to come because it's just like you said it's it's a fun time it's enjoyable and it's a movie that i feel like if you just give it a shot you're going to end up probably really enjoying yourself yeah so altogether i think it ends up coming out to be a really excellent time yeah definitely i very much agree it's a fun watch okay so our final grades so after tallying up all my grades, I come out to an 86, and you come out to an 84. So the total, freak, the total, yep, the total freaking geek score for this is about an 85. So 85, I think it's about where it, it probably should be. It, it's a it movie that, that yeah. is, it's in the, it's in the 80s, the mid 80s. Uh, that's definitely a good movie. Um, and uh, you know, I think that we're going to, I'm going to be working on putting some graphics up on the website. Where we kind of explain a little better how we grade stuff and kind of where the ranges are in terms of the grades. You know, what what constitutes uh, a good movie in terms of our overall grade? Where's that land? Where's that range? That kind of thing. And that comes for every single category. So I'm going to work on that and I'll get that up at some point in time here. So just to make things a little easier, you know, help people understand what our grades mean and what we mean by, you know, what's an 85 
really mean as an overall score for a movie? Is that is that placed in the upper echelon of movies, or is that you know where does that land? So I'll get into that and probably get that taken care of before the end of the year. So look for that to come out. Fair enough. All right, so that looks like that's it for us doing this review of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So tune in uh, for more reviews coming on the podcast, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to before the end of the year. Just as a reminder, when we get to, uh, I believe, our final episode for the year is going to be, I believe, mid-December. Um, we'll definitely let you know uh, as we get closer. But just to give everyone a heads up, uh, mid-December is about where our final episode of the year is going to be. Not the final episode forever, just the final episode of the year. And uh, then we'll be back at the beginning of the year. So we'll have a few weeks off for the holidays, for Christmas. Um, but we might we might have some content to put out, though. So we might not have anything new uh, that we'll be recording in the last couple of weeks. But we might have some stuff that we have already kind of recorded and have ready to go. And we can still put out a couple of episodes while we're not actively, actively recording anything. Okay, perfect. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. And thanks for listening. Bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.